Jared, what's your favorite club to hit? Driver, full send. Welcome to another episode of the Full Send Podcast, the inside look at the life on the PGA Tour with a man, Jared Wolf. I am Trey Griggs, and today we are coming to you mid-tournament of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Jared, what's up, man? How you doing? Trey, what's going on, man? Doing man, well. It is, it's good to chat with you again. Last week, man, we got to see you up in uh, Minneapolis for the 3M Championship. Uh, but before we get to that, um, what's, what's Motown like, man? How's Detroit? Oh, Detroit's cool, man. It's uh, I haven't been here since I was probably a little kid, um, but even then, I, I don't even know, don't remember much about it. But um, yeah, it's a cool place, man. Uh, we downtown went to a baseball game uh, on Tuesday. Uh, it had a had a good time down there. Got to see a little bit of downtown. Uh, all that. It's a cool city, though. No Coney dogs, though, right? We talked about this earlier. You're not going to be taking in a Coney dog. Uh, that's yeah, I'm not not gonna, not going to do it. Uh, I mean, I can't say uh, I can't say never, but uh, as of right now, I'm probably not not going to have one. I mean, it's a big thing there. They got whole restaurants devoted to that, you know, with different styles and everything. I mean, it's kind of a Detroit thing, but I'm with you. I think I'd probably pass. I mean, if there's sushi available, I mean, we got to you know, we got to go that route versus Coney oh, Dog for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's. Um, there's a lot to talk about this week. Some cool stuff going on in the golf world um, that we'll get to. But let's go back to last week and talk about um, you know the 3M Championship, which you know I got a chance to watch you play again out on tour, which is always a blast. My father-in-law got to come up and watch you play. He's you know he's a fan. He's following you as well. And you know, 53 holes of bogey-free golf from the first through the uh, through the third round. You made your first um, you know over par score on the second hole on on Thursday, and then not another bogey until Sunday. I mean, some of the best golf that I've seen you play. Give me a little bit of your feedback on on the week. We'll talk about kind of how it finished, but what were your thoughts? You know about uh, about that experience last week. It was great. Um, you know, I've been, I, I haven't had really all year except for maybe the Valero, maybe Puerto Rico that I've put together really any sort of a tournament, um, you know, or, or even more than one or two good rounds. So it was, it was cool to, uh, yeah. Also too, I've never gone more than really 18 holes going bogey free. That's, uh, so that was, it was pretty cool to go, you know, like you said, that many holes in a row, uh, for me, two consecutive rounds in a row without it was, uh, was something new. That was, that was really cool. Uh, but you know, I was, I was playing well, I was hitting it well. Um, you know, all my distances were great and, you know, my lag putting was, especially Saturday, um, Friday and Saturday, my lag putting was amazing. Uh, you know, barely ever sniffed having bogey. So it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, especially, you know, on that, Friday getting a tee off towards the end of the groups and I mean, I'm sorry on Saturday uh, tee off towards the end of the, of the tee time wave and everything and getting to see that. And then, uh, you know, then turn around Sunday, I have the exact same scenario or third tee time from last. And um, obviously Sunday didn't go as well as I wanted, but uh, it was just a good time. It is enjoyable to see some really good golf and see a lot of the stuff I've been working on paying off. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that bogey-free stretch lasted through four rounds of golf. I mean, from Thursday all the way to your, your second hole Sunday was the first bogey made since the bogey on Thursday on the same hole. 
Um, and so the stretch was just solid. You got to be in the mix, you know, late in the afternoon on Saturday, on Sunday, you got to experience all the fans. And there were a lot of fans up there. It was great support in Minneapolis. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the group was pretty big. You're playing with Sung Jaim, who, you know, he played a solid round and just an internationally known, you know, player and ball striker and just got to experience that. What was that like, you know, walking that first tee on Sunday, just realizing the, you know, the, what you'd accomplished for the first three days to get to that point? Yeah, I didn't really, <clears throat> to be honest, didn't think too much of it. Um, you know, obviously I noticed there were fans there and stuff, but, you know, I've played in front of fans before, and, and, and I didn't really think too much of it. Um, where it hit me was was all the extra stuff. Like, uh, Sungjae, I, I didn't know Sungjae had such a following, um, but, man, everybody loves him. And I see why after playing with him. He's a great, you know, super nice guy. Um but, you know, just walking and everybody saying, let's go some Jay, you know, have a good day, you know, all this other stuff. And, um, you know, me and Andrew Putnam were like, no, nobody said have a good day to us. That's kind of weird, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. And, and I even said something to Sanjay, I'm like, hey, tall. I was like, man, people love you. Um, and, and, you know, whatever, he just smiled. But but it was cool, man, it, you know, because I hit some good shots and, and you know, made some made some okay putts and stuff. And so it's cool to hear that, you know, hear some of those cheers and stuff. And, um, you know, just kind of soak all that in 18. I was, when we were coming up 18, I was, you know, I, I was so far out of it and, you know, I was completely, <laughs> completely wasted on the whole day. But, um, you know, sitting there, I think after I hit my second shot, you know, or after I had the third one, even walking up, I just looked around. I was like, I could really get used to playing late on Sundays. This is fun. So like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is this is really cool. Um, you know, one of the cool things was I never felt out of place. Never felt nervous. You know, more. I didn't feel anything different than I usually do. I guess is the way to put it. Um, but you know, I, I, maybe I I kind of expected myself to be a little more nervous. Possibly, I expected myself to kind of get lost in the situation of what it was instead of. You know what I did is I just man, I was like just copy and paste what you've been doing. Just go have fun and go. You know you know what you're doing is right and and go do it. And um, but unfortunately I didn't. But uh, but none of it had to do with oh man I'm in the last few groups I got to play well and uh, all these people are around and um, you know all these kind of things. So thankfully that wasn't an issue. Um, uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. The more, the more people to me the better. I, I think it's I think it's a blast. Yeah. And you got that taste of it, which is so good because the, the difference between, you know, Thursday morning at a PGA tour event and Sunday afternoon, it couldn't be more, more different. No. Uh, the amount of fans, the energy, you know, the excitement. Uh, I mean, Thursday morning, it's kind of like you're out playing golf with your buddies. I mean, there's, there's not, right. a, lot of play, not right. a, lot of, a lot of people out there, maybe a couple of family members, things like that. But man, on Friday, you know, you probably, you guys probably had 200 people, 300 people that were just following the group, plus all the people that sit at the holes. So, you know, it was a lot of people out there. The energy was great. And uh, it's just good to you know get in that in that realm, get the taste of it. I'm sure it's uh, pretty motivating to, to get back there and get that late tea time Absolutely. on Sunday again. Yeah, which is awesome. Let, let me ask you a couple of questions about you know Sunday because Sunday was was a tough day. It's one of those days that I think we can all relate to, where you know you hit a great drive on one, you had a, a great wedge shot in, you just missed the birdie putt. It was a, it was a healthy start. You you hit a beautiful drive on two, which I think mm-hmm. was one of the hardest driving holes in the course. I mean. I, I told you, I told you that I, if, if I, if, if I was hitting from that back tee, it would be like six in the water. And then I'm walking off the course. because I don't need more balls. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't even get to the fairway, you know, and you, um, you had a great drive. And unfortunately 
um, you know, had a bogey there, a good bogey, because when you hit it in the bunker, that was, you know, par was kind of out of the question at that point. Um, or it was going to be tough, I should say. So it made a good bogey there, but then it seemed like just little things happened along the way. And, and sometimes that's just golf, you know, um, you know, lie in the rough, uh, a bad swing here, maybe a misjudgment of the wind. What was that like kind of being in the moment and just kind of feeling like it's, it's just going South and you couldn't quite, you know, course correct. You know, what was that like being out there on Sunday experiencing that? it's one of the worst feelings like as far as as golf is golf related um it's not, it's not one of the worst feelings in the world it's it's just as on the golf course it's one of the worst uh, you know that you can have and uh it, where you you just kind of feel like a passenger in it and, and you're just walk, kind of watching it unfold um you know you said it that you know i bogeyed that second hole but I, you know that that was the first one and like you said, 50 something holes, like, you know, making a bogey is fine. Like it's okay. Especially because it's going to play hard that day. And, and I knew it was going to be super windy and everything, but then, you know, you make, you make one okay mistake and then you make the bogey and then, then you make two or three careless ones and you're like, well, shoot, that was an easy, you know, four over, um, you know, and then, and then things happen like on hole nine where, uh, I didn't really hit a bad shot anywhere involved in that, on that hole. I just, uh, didn't, you know, the ball didn't do what I thought it would. It didn't travel as far as I thought it would, uh, on the second shot. And then on the, on the drop, like both of them didn't travel as far, but they were both hit solid and, you know, right where I wanted to. Um, and, and it's just like you said, it's one of those things you just like, man, you blink and you're like, I just shot eight over on nine holes. And you're like, I don't even feel like I did like that much wrong. Like I, I've, I've gotten done with nine holes before and been more mad when I've shot one over because I made a dumb decision or I tried to hit a shot. I shouldn't have or something like that. But like in these situations, you're like, I played it exactly like I have the last four days, last three days, but somehow I'm eight over instead of even or two or three under. And that's, it's just a very, uh, it's an, un, it's an unfortunate feeling, but it, it it's, it is part of golf. Some days you just, you, you, your, your, your judgment and your, your touch and your feel is just not the same. And, um, that happened to be that day. Yeah. There's not too many sports where, you know, the, the difference from one day to the other can be that drastic, you know, and unfortunately mm -hmm. golf can be that way sometimes. I'd love to hear, you know, you've had time to reflect on it. You know, you had Monday, Tuesday, you know, went to Detroit, getting ready for this one, had to move on. Looking back, you know, when you, when you process that day, what are some takeaways that you learned or that you thought about that um, you're going to carry forward? Uh, well, one was the excitement uh, and the, um, the poise and the, and the feeling of being near those leader groups. Um, you know, it felt comfortable. Uh, I'd been in a, a bunch on the corn ferry in 2020 and 2021. And I was very thankful for that. Uh, same on Latin tour and, and different things like that. I enjoy being in those groups. I understand the responsibility it comes with because you get a magnifying glass on you if you have a bad round. Um, and, you know, nobody cares if you're 51st going into Sunday and you shoot eight over, nine over, 10 over. Nobody really cares. But when you're on the first page of the leaderboard going into Sunday and you shoot that and you're third to last off and you're playing with somebody who's moving up the leaderboard, people notice. Commentators are going to say things. You, you, you understand that risk and, and all that. Um, and, and I was comfortable. I, I was very comfortable there. And, uh, so that's something I take away from it that for the next time, um, you know, I'm in that position where I am 
up there near the lead. I had some cameras going on me and I had some things like that again. Um, you know, that that's encouraging. Um, you know, I think as far as what went wrong, um, some of the things that uh, just because of that long stretch of pars uh, and no or long stretch of no bogeys, um, it seemed like I was on autopilot and uh, I could become, a you know, five or 10% more complacent. And, and be a little, you know, less attention to detail for about five or 10% of what I was doing. Um, and, and that can, you know, that could snowball and that can cost you. So that's something that next time I'm in that situation where I've, uh, whether it be the second, third, fourth round where I've gone, you know, I've had a stretch of, of, you know, a bunch of really good shots and good bounces and, you know, long putts going in and stuff that, that, that doesn't mean that's going to keep happening. And I've got to stay focused and, uh, and make sure each shot is, you know, exactly calculated the right way, uh, thought about, visioned, and pictured the right way, and then executed. Yeah, no, I, I thought, it, you know, there's a ton of takeaway from it, but what was impressive to me, because I was in the gallery, you know, and so, like you said, you know, you hit, hit a bad shot or, you know, something goes wrong, you know, the, the gallery's going to, you know, pipe up. They don't know who you are. They don't know. They're just kind of watching what happens, right? But what I, what I was so impressed about was, you know, you never lost your cool in that moment. Like you seemed still very present in the moment. Um, and it, it'd be easy just to, to toss it in, like, you know, or get mad, you know, on the ninth hole, for example, we saw a guy snap his club and throw it in the lake there. Um, you know, cause he was just mad for, for the same reason, because he thought the ball was going to fly further with the down, the downwind mm -hmm. and it didn't. And, um, you know, I, I just, mm -hmm. the, the poise that you had, even in the midst of a really bad day, um, is it, it was, it was, uh, it was commendable. It was awesome to see. And, uh, you know, it, it was, I was just proud of you as your friend to, to see you go through that and to, you know, hold your head high and keep playing, keep fighting, keep a great attitude. And I think it just speaks volumes to where you're at, you know, with your game and, you know, where you're headed, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I appreciate that. Cause you saw the other side of that at the John Deere not too, not too many <laughs> weeks ago where you saw yeah. the uh, other, other way that I can be. Right. Right. And it's, and it's easy. I mean, we all, we all been there, right? I mean, we've all been on the golf course and had a good day, had a bad day, you know, get frustrated, get mad, slam a club down, throw it, whatever. I mean, that, those things happen. And, uh, I was just really impressed with your poise in the midst of, of the struggle to, uh, to, you know, to keep it going. And I wanted to ask you this too, because, you know, we've talked about Sung Jaeim getting to play with him. I think he shot three or four under on the day. He mm -hmm. moved up to a second place finish because of what happened with Scott Piercy. Finished behind Finau with a second place finish. What did you take away from maybe watching him play alongside? Uh, that's going to help you out as well. You know, he seemed to be very. He's a technician. He's a you know he's a ball striker as well, like you. What are some things maybe you take away just from you know watching him climb up the leaderboard in that same situation? I'll tell you, man. Uh, he is. Tills and I kept joking throughout the whole day because he didn't miss a shot uh, and. When I, I joke about that, but he, he isn't, he's a robot. Um, he literally, <laughs> I mean, some of the lines he would take with his irons or wedges, it's, it's like he knew he had, he was only going to miss it by a yard. Like he, he hit some wedge shot or he did, he hit a, and I'm talking, yeah, it's a wedge shot, but we're talking in 20, 20 mile hour, 25 mile hour. Right. It was not a calm minute, day. Right. right. No, yeah. it, it was and, blowing. You know, if he, if, if he misses this about two or three yards, it's spinning off the green. He's going to have to have it pretty hard up and down. Now, I'm not saying that he doesn't always pull it, this off, but he pulled every one of them off on Sunday. And, you know, even like a four or five iron uh, on, on the eighth hole, um, the one I took away right. Yeah, yep, I remember that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you, you know, played he, it as a dog he, leg. 
<laughs> yeah, I played as a dog. Like, played around the played around the bunker in front of the green. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, uh, he you know he takes this forearm, hits it dead at the flag with the wind out of the left. You know, if he pulls it a little bit, he's in the tall, thick fescue stuff, and uh, you know pushes it. it just stuff like he didn't make those for birdie. Like he missed, he did miss a lot of putts. I think he had a pretty good chance of winning. He went on a stretch there of having, I think four or five birdie putts in a row from inside of 10 feet. He didn't make any of them. Um, but you know, he's just, he trusts in, he trusts in what he's done, what he's doing. He knows what, what he's doing. He knows how far he's going to hit it and he just executes it. Um, his, he hit one bunker shot all day because he hit it. Here's, here's the Testament. He hit one drive, three feet off the fairway. He was furious on the tee box that he, that he did it. He got up and he hit a mediocre shot out of the rough into a bunker and then had a short sided, very difficult bunker shot that he almost made and hit it to an inch. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's how you're talking. Yeah. That's how you're top 15 in the world. Um, but yeah, it just, it was impressive to watch. He was, um, you know, he's very, very stoic on how he went about it. And, um, he's definitely one of the more impressive ball strikers or probably the most impressive ball striker I've ever played with. Yeah. And you know, his swing, he does have kind of that hitch in the back. He takes it back slow about, you know, three quarters of the way. And then he, then he gets into the full speed of it. So it almost has a, a little robotic, a little, kind of like a robot. So right. we'll, we'll give, yeah. we'll give him that. All right. So let's, let's uh, transition to, um, to the rocket mortgage classic in Detroit. Uh, had the first round today, you played with a guy that we've been talking about a little bit lately, my boy from Wildwood here, Chris Nagel, who Monday qualified into another event. This is his fourth one in the month of July that he that he got into through a Monday. I mean, that's just that's crazy. I mean, you know, you've, you've played Monday qualifiers before. You've gotten through Monday qualifiers before. Just talk about like the the insanity of four out of five weeks. It it's not a it's not a statistic. Like I'd like to know the statistic on that, but it's hard to explain to people listening. But like. You know, I've been I've been pro since 2010. I've probably played over a hundred Monday qualifiers, and I've Monday qualified like three times or two times. Yeah, and he does four in one month. Like that's that's on a heater right there. Like he's he's um, but you know, but like we got to play, we got to play him at John Deere. Got to play him today. I mean, you see why he's doing it. I mean, he's going to courses that are easier than what the tournament course is. He's playing well at the tournament courses. He's right. playing it well, driving it well, you know, hitting his irons well. And it's just like you see it. You're like, wow, I'm sure it's really boring to watch him play these Mondays. I bet he birdies every, <laughs> I bet he birdies every par five, pars every other hole, maybe birdies two or three other holes and shoots six or seven under, punches yeah. his ticket and moves on. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's impressive, man. I mean, it's really crazy too when you think about this. A lot of times, you don't even you don't even get to see the course the, that you're going to play the Monday qualifier on. Right, Unless you get in right. on Sunday and you play practice round, you're not even seeing the course. And so he's going to a course he's never seen before. He may or may not have a yardage book, depending on where the, where the Monday mm-hmm. qualifier is. We've we've heard about that right. from uh, Monday Q, uh, our friend Ryan. And uh, you know, so so you think about that. I mean, imagine going to a course you've never seen and knowing knowing before the day starts you got to shoot seven eight under i think this week it was six under maybe a harder course or something like that but you know six seven eight under to get through on a course you've never seen before i mean that's pressure you know and uh and to do it four out of five i'm i mean i'm i'm definitely biased he lives in my neighborhood so i'm i'm super pumped our entire neighborhood is just stoked <laughs> but uh pretty pretty jazz that he's getting to play and then he's playing well so which which is a lot of fun what was the yeah, day like today 
talk about the course a little bit. Talk about your round today. Shot even par today. Um, mm-hmm. Had an eagle uh, after a birdie there on, on two, I believe. Had an eagle or on one, excuse me. Um, had an eagle there, I think, on four or five, whichever hole that was. And then mm-hmm. um, and then finished even par. So talk a little bit about your day today and and the course and, uh, you know, how it went. Yeah, it's, you know, it was a good day. Um, it was a good day for half the day. The other half of the day, it was, um, you know, scrambling around and, and, you know, trying to clean a few things up. But uh, it was, a, it was a, a dream start, you know, birdie in the first hole and, um, you know, had two pretty, had a two good par saves on the next two holes. And, you know, and then you eagle the fourth hole and you get to, you're like, you know, a lot of momentum on your side. It feels really good. And the, it's a super long par five too. We, we even had it written down in the book that we were just going to hit three, wouldn't play a three shot hole, but, um, you know, but I, I had a few figured out a few things yesterday on the range with my driver and we said, now nah, let's just do it. And I hit it and, um, you know, had ripped a three wood up there to like 15 feet and made it for evil. And, and I felt really good about a lot about everything. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of mi- misjudged, uh, how far a ball would go with the wind again on, uh, on another hole and, uh, <laughs> let myself, a. a a shot that I had to bank into the hill really hard. Uh, and I flew the hill. I didn't even get to, I didn't even bank it into the hill. I, straight <laughs> I think we can all hill. relate to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was not ideal. So we're playing, this course is really cool too. It's, it's old school. It was built, uh, at least the clubhouse and everything was built in 1899. It's an old Donald Ross course. So, you know, the, the greens are super undulated, big fall offs. Um, the fall-offs are all thick rough, so there, it's not a runoff, but it, it will fall off. And, um, you know, so if you catch a short-sided downwind shot, you know, you're, you're toast, uh, of which I found myself there. And, uh, you know, and then and just some other things. I had a five iron in the middle of the fairway on a par five. I made par with, you know, that was a bummer. Um, you know, I made a good birdie on, on my 17th hole because I've I, been leaking oil for, you know, about – 10 holes or 12 holes before that. So it was good to, it was good to finish on a good note. Um, you know, with some good putts, some better, some better iron shots, um, you know, drive, I thought my driver and, and tee shots were really good today. Um, but the course is, the course is good, man. Um, it just got pretty breezy and gusty. It's all short. Uh, so I'm sorry, it's not a short course. It's a, it's a condensed golf course in a very small area. Uh, with a lot of trees and so the the wind swirls around it, it it's a lot of fun um you know and you get these undulated greens and you get these gusts and all that it it can it can uh you know make some make it crazy yeah and on, on four on the hold the eagle today you had uh 290 in and you hit a three wood i i just gotta know what is that like to hit a three wood 290 yards to 15 feet i mean <laughs> it's gotta yeah. it's gotta feel good well, yeah, I flew to the back of the green, spun it back with a three. You know, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. We, yeah, we were in the first cut, uh, first cut of rough, so it was kind of sitting in the little little flyer, a little, little tee, uh, teed up a little bit. Oh yeah, it was, it was great, and uh, the fairways are pretty firm, so we were like, all we gotta do is follow us about two seven. This thing's gonna run out, and uh, probably just, I mean, just on that number, and the sucker rolled right up there, and uh, you know knocked it in it was, it was good my first equal i've had in a while um i think that's true yeah you've had a lot of birdies lately but not uh not a lot of birdies eagles, so. yeah um, yeah I would, say, I would say par fives are a little harder at you on this tour than they are on the <laughs> <laughs> i had uh, I pretty much led the tour on eagles that year and i've only had like two there. <laughs> 
you know, driver three wood is different than driver seven iron in the par fives. I don't know, you know, I'm not sure uh, how that works, but uh, uh, it's crazy. All right, so we're in Detroit, and uh, we already said no coney dogs. What, what, what kind of food have you had up there? What's what's been good so far up in Detroit? Oof. Well, um, so here's a, I haven't done it yet. We usually wait till Sunday for pizza, uh, but Detroit style pizza. Is what is Detroit style pizza? I don't know if I've ever had Detroit right. style pizza. Right, I think you have, but you but no, I don't think any of us ever really knew what it was. Um, but it's square cuts. Um, it's basically between a normal pan pizza and the Chicago style thick crust. It's like a medium version. Mm, okay. Uh, Kelsey and I has a new favorite pizza. Uh, we, we love the Detroit style. It's like, like I said, it's just a little bit more crust than normal, but it's not all crust, all dough. Um, so I haven't tried that yet, but that's, uh, I'm going to find a good pizza place probably on Sunday. It's kind of my thing. Uh, Kelsey and I do that on Sunday. We're not here, man. I'm kind of solo in it this week. <laughs> but uh, we had, let's see, uh, had a, tonight we had a, some Mexican food at a uh, authentic Mexican uh, uh, like supermarket. Really that, can't go wrong. So, that was really also can't go wrong there. Yeah, it was delicious. Uh, enjoyed every bit of that, and uh, some barbecue. Uh, we had some of the best barbecue I've had. Really? Uh, Detroit barbecue. Woodpile mm. barbecue. Shout out to them. And Clawson, I believe is the name of the town. Woodpile barbecue. I, I don't know that I've ever Woodpile heard anybody barbecue. say that Detroit has like solid barbecue. I think this is the first time I've heard that. I don't know if they do or not, or if, if they typically do, but this place does. And it was, it was good, man. <laughs> um, Phil said it was the best brisket he's had in a while. And then uh, I had a platter of everything on it. And it was pretty darn good. So yeah, that's, that's what we've had so far. I haven't you know I haven't dug into any sushi yet or uh, you know really anything like that. But they got some good food up here. I think we're we'll, we'll probably go. There's, there's supposed to be a good burger place here in town. We're gonna go catch that. And like I said, Sunday gonna gonna catch that. And you went to the uh, you went to the, the the Detroit Tigers game. Did you throw out the first pitch? Did they did they call on you for that? No. What? They did not. Uh, Nate Lashley, to be fair, he won. He won here a couple of years ago. That's fair. So he, that's, fair. Yeah, yeah, that's, fair that's fair. Yeah, so we went to the game. They they were nice to give the tournament a bunch of tickets, so we all a bunch of us went. Oh, yeah, that's nice, yeah. Like, like 20 rows from home plate behind it. It was awesome. Just a great seat. Cool ballpark. Uh, you know, just it's a nice downtown area right around it. Uh, fun. Just, I haven't been to a baseball game. So it was fun to go. Yeah, I love those downtown ballparks that capture the skylines. Always nice to to, to check those out. Uh, which and I, and cool of them to give the the tour tickets. I mean, they probably I don't know if Detroit's getting good this year. Maybe they had a bunch of available ones. But either way, cool you know cool for them to give you guys those tickets and uh, right. get a chance to, to check it out. And uh, you know, Detroit's just it's kind of one of those underrated towns since uh, since auto has kind of gone down a little bit and you know they've struggled. Um, they don't get enough credit because a lot of you know, businesses have invested back in there. You, know, you got Quicken Loans that really invested heavy in Detroit and, and other companies as well. And uh, you know it's it's uh, it's coming back, which is great. And I'm I'm really glad the tour is you know making that stop. I'm sure you guys are just enjoying getting to see you know some of the history, seeing some you know Motown. I mean, have you have you driven by anything? And wow, that's cool. You know, that's neat to see something that's that's old or factory. Yeah, a lot of like the that. a lot of the a lot of the buildings here and a lot of the uh, well, the downtown has some really cool looking buildings. Still, it's not love to look at the architecture and things that are built back in the 1800s and 
you know, uh, or maybe like old cathedrals or churches, like the way they look. Um, we also like to look at how like old industrial buildings. Uh, and then what's cool on this golf course is it's kind of in a lower income part of town now. Um, but at, at, at the time it was built, it was built in the flourishing part. It, you, there's these homes that look like they were built in the forties, fifties, thirties, whatever. And their and their mansions are huge. Some have been abandoned. Some, some, uh, have been kept up really well, but you know, you just feel like, man, I, I kind of want to tour in there, you know, and just see what these homes look like on the inside. Like, you know, the old wood and floors, I'm sure creak every time you walk and, um, you know, probably like a spiral staircase or something inside. Like there's that, those kind of things have been really cool. Like a lot of, uh, they've got like some ivory, um, I think that's the right thing. Like the metal that turns green that ages. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of that going on down here. Like so the copper. The copper yeah, stuff that yeah. turns green, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, like stuff like that. It's uh, it's just cool. I love I love looking at how buildings are built differently in different parts of the country. Yeah, and just the influences that you get based upon maybe where a migrant came from, you know, and their architectural culture. It's uh, it's always always cool to see that kind of stuff. So, well, hey, listen, um, we're gonna go ahead and call up Royce. Appreciate you coming on and uh, being on the show, talking you know about what's going on. Um, you know, look forward to having a good day tomorrow. You know, hit a great shot on the first uh, holder, that first tee ball, and then just you're off and running. And again, thanks, man, for for the time. Man, always great to have you on. I appreciate it, Trey. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Full Send Podcast, an inside look at Jared Wolf's journey on the PGA Tour. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to give us a like and leave a comment. That will help others find us easier. And until next time, hit them long and hit them straight. We'll see you soon.